This is a Founding Media Podcast. Hey, welcome back to Leveraging Life, the uncommon conversation of men and women transforming adversity into a mission to serve others. I'm Becky. I'm Courtney. Hi. How are you? Well, hello, Courtney. Well, hello, Becky. It's great to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah. yeah, so today we are talking about attraction, patterns, alignment that get in the way of leveraging one's life, that actually keep us stuck in in the old, uh, disempowered ways of being. Absolutely. Yeah, and how to identify them and, and at least start the conversation of what to do with them. Absolutely. There has to be some self-actualization when you realize that there is a pattern in your life. I actually see a ton of them in my own life. So I'm interested. This is going to be a good conversation. Yeah, well, so you see a ton of them in your own life. Why don't yes. you tell us a little bit about that? What are some of the patterns you've recognized Well, that, it's that keep you from leveraging? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, and people say all the time, it's like, I'm a people pleaser. And it's like, well, what does that actually mean? And I know for me, it is very, very difficult for me to feel like I've disappointed someone. So I will... And I have done things that are detrimental to myself and even to that person because I haven't been necessarily forthright about my, my limitations. I haven't really, I wasn't real with them and told them this is something that's, this is going to limit me from delivering what I'm, what you've asked me to do. So there are times in my life where I continually see this pattern where I've allowed myself to get into a situation where I should have just told them what the real deal was. And I just didn't because I didn't want them to be upset or disappointed. I, I identify that. I think it's coming from childhood and I'm still working on it, but it's something that I, I know it's a definite pattern in my life that I, I would love to get to the root of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so for myself as well, yeah. there are patterns that I have, I've identified, I've, I've worked on, you know, and have actually been able to create some new habits in yes. those areas. And then, you know, there are others that, uh, you know, growth, growth never ends, right? right? As long as we're on the planet, we're going to keep growing. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really look at it from that perspective of, uh, again, not trying to fix something that's broken, but recognizing where can I grow next? Absolutely. And uh, one of the patterns that I've seen, and I think this is true for anyone who's had an experience where they've been left disempowered, mm -hmm. is an unconscious habit with um, with being victimized, huh. right? So that we make choices that actually leave us disempowered. And it's, oh. it's not that we like it. And this is what's really important about uh, attraction. Hmm. Attraction isn't about what you like. Attraction hmm. is about what feels familiar. Sure. So especially in those, those early years as a child um, or significant experiences, even as, as an adult, if it, if it gets in there and it gets deep down as this is what feels familiar, sure. We will tend to gravitate towards that. And so I saw, I saw in, in my life this, this pattern of setting up my relationships in a way where I quote unquote 
got the shaft or I got the raw end of the deal every single time. He did this to me. Oh, exactly. I so I got to be, I got to be the victim all over again and I hated it. Yeah. Right. It was like, oh, yeah. I, I, I hate this, yeah. but it was my choices, uh, conscious or unconscious mm-hmm. kept moving me in this direction that set me up for that. And it wasn't until I saw that I was the common denominator. Oh. Now that's some, uh, uh-huh. you know, be real. I, I'm doing it stuff there, right there. Like people yeah. are not willing to admit that maybe I might be responsible for a little bit of this. Yeah. 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 And we're going to have a conversation oh, on boy. responsibility and yeah. versus blame and fault. That one's upcoming. Right. Um, we're definitely going to explore that one deeper. Sure. Um, but tell <laughs> me, I, I'm curious. Um, you, you were talking a little earlier about, uh, a situation currently. Yes. Where you're recognizing some patterns that are, leaving you stuck. This is something that I've been literally talking about in my life for the last 10 years, because when I left my abusive relationship, I was no longer in abusive, physically abusive relationships, but I found where I was being manipulated or in some sort of mental or emotionally abusive relationship. And I was like, how is this happening? But it wasn't in a, a partner relationship. It was in a business relationship. It was in a friendship. And I was like, wow, I, I thought it was limited to somebody that I was actually being, you know, in a relationship, you know, with. And apparently it's not. Um, it has popped up again in my life where I'm like, how did I not see this person for who they were at the beginning? And what am I contributing to the situation? Because again, it is, you know, there I am in that mixture. I am mm-hmm. part of that cocktail that is adding up to this relationship. So what am I doing to um, create this environment where these abusive relationships continue to happen? But now it's popped up in a business relationship where I'm going to have to cut someone off because we are not compatible in that way. And I'm just not willing to sacrifice what I know myself to be for the sake of that relationship. Well, and can you share uh, what is the difference in how it's showing up now in a business context? Mm-hmm. You know, that's different than how it showed up in an intimate partner. You know, what, what's different about it? Uh, it seems like maybe that there can be some things that are maybe a little more subtle. Sure. Or a little more difficult to recognize that, you know, there's some boundaries that are being violated here. Of course. It's not physical, of course. So it's not a physical right. issue. It's more so... The, like the manipulation and the, I guess the use of power over me is being used through resources. So it's like, oh, okay, that doesn't feel good. And that looks like a, a physically abusive relationship, but it's showing up as a, a, a business relationship. It's the weirdest thing, but they have the same traits. They look the same, except there's, the methodology of how the abuse is happening mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. So how it's actually going down is is completely different. It's not fists this time. It's more so words and how words are being used. And it's interesting. It's it's definitely something that's at top of mind right now for me. Um, just thinking through what I'm dealing with at this very moment. And I know people deal with it all the time. It's in friendships. I, I Shortly after my abusive relationship, I realized that I was in an abusive friendship because this person was trying to control my movements. Like they would call me 14 times a day and they would show up when uninvited and things like that. And I was just like, why am I allowing this to happen? So I really feel like there has to be some actual work on Courtney done to to mm-hmm. deal with this and mm-hmm. to end it forever. I mean, I started a book called You Are Here Again 10 years ago to deal with this topic. And my publisher said, 
break this up into three different books because this is a topic that a lot of people deal with and I think it would be very good. So Yeah. Yeah. Well and something that I wanna I wanna point out about this is that if there's a pattern, if there's an alignment, again, like what we said, is that it's not about what you like or what feels good. It's yeah. just about what's familiar, what has gotten reinforced and programmed, what has gotten into the level of, of habit, right? So what's really important in the conversation is to approach it from a place of non-judgment. Yes. There's, there's nothing bad or wrong that this habit is in there. It's actually how we, it's the very same mechanism that allows me to drive a car. Sure. You know, without thinking about all the details of it because things get put on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Where that can get in our way is that when the things that are on autopilot are disempowering for us, mm -hmm. that's where we need to look at it and say, okay, is there something going on there that I can begin to consciously work on and shift and change around? Like if this pattern's no longer serving me. Sure. So that's really important because when when we bring judgment like this is bad or wrong that this is happening, it actually gets in the way of mm -hmm. us doing the work. Yeah, yeah Be it becomes a stumbling block for us to actually get it done. Right, yeah. because if we're beating ourselves up about it, I love this, this uh, metaphor that when we're beating ourselves up for something that we identify, uh -huh. that's like dealing with a flat tire uh -huh. by bashing in your windshield. <laughs> It's like, oh, I've, I've identified something that needs work and help, and now I'm just going to, like, keep, you know, throwing throwing coals, you know, on my head. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. So to, it's really important to be able to come at this from a place of non-judgment and look at what is the impact of this pattern in my life. Well, Becky, this, that brings, like, we talked about these earlier. It's like, what, how do, how do patterns start? Like, how do you, like, how does that actually take root in your life? Because I, I know that it has to do with, you know, early childhood. I know that it has to do with like, like the brain's actual structure, but mm -hmm. I don't know much more beyond that. I think that patterns, it, it's not just something you do. It's, it's actually neurological, correct? Or sure, because that yeah. is, I mean, the every pattern has a neurological basis. For it, that's that's why it's become a pattern. Is right. because we say we say that neurons that uh, fire together wire together. Okay. So okay. something that gets reinforced, and actually your your brain has this has this uh, limited amount of material that actually binds uh, neurons together. Oh. The, these connection points, and so I'm learning so much from Becky. She's really smart. So <laughs> so that that's what happens. They what they what wow. they refer to as pruning in the brain is huh. that. Um, well, we also say use it or lose it, right? right, right. So if you don't use use a particular skill the that those connections will start to will start away. to break away as in the material that holds those neurons together will get used to to hold together other connections oh, instead oh, wow yeah so you've got you've got both so whatever's getting reinforced it's literally getting more and more connecting wow you know uh, material holding it together yeah. so Another another thing that uh, is is at play is that once that pattern is established, it actually creates a neurological uh, chemical experience on the inside. So that once you try to break that pattern or habit, you actually have a neurological reaction that is craving that particular experience because it's been reinforced. Yeah, it's what they, what yeah, you for know. Some, it's what you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
So that's what's happening neurochemically without using a bunch of the big fancy words that's... Neurochemically. Yeah, yeah that's, as, that's as fancy as it's going to get today. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but then the, another way that we can go at it is from this aspect of the, the comfort zone or the set point. If you look at the, the unconscious brain, almost like a, like a thermostat. And so there is this particular set point for what feels normal. Right. So you start getting too far above that set point. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'll, and I'll say above as in life starts feeling too good for you. Oh, right. Yes. It's felt too good for too long. And or now you're, okay. Right. You yeah. will you will go into sabotaging behavior to get back into that set point. I literally had a conversation with somebody last week. It's like my life is too good right now. I'm freaking out. Perfect. That's yes. Crazy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And so we are, cause the, it, that's what the subconscious does is, is it keeps putting us back into what feels familiar. Wow. And, and in particular, survival brain, mm-hmm. which, uh, again, we're not going to get into the, uh, the complex terminology, but the survival brain, which is this primal part of the brain that all, all of us have, yeah. um, that when it gets when it gets uh, triggered, sure. like it perceives a threat, yeah. all it is designed to do is to keep you safe, like to get you through a crisis. Right, right. That, that, that's all it can do. Right. So, which means, in other words, to get you back into what feels familiar. Right. Okay. So it gets you back to your normal. Right. Right. It cannot help you grow. Right. It's not designed to do that. Sure. So there's this tension then between. Um, Old patterns, what feels familiar. And new patterns. And then wanting to grow. Right. It actually is going to involve discomfort. Yes. And of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to be discomforted. So I'll just go back to what I know. Right. So that's, that's another thing that's at play is that once, uh, if we've got a certain pattern in place, then, uh, I start doing something different. I engage in a different quality of relationship or different quality of, of success. It starts to feel uncomfortable. And if I haven't done my work, if I don't know that, that this is going on, sure. I will, I will go into that scrambling behavior wow. to, to get back into what does feel comfortable. You know, the, the struggle or the what have you. You know, it's funny because when I work with these clients, that's what I hear all the time. It's so uncomfortable to move forward because like you said, these patterns are so embedded in, in, into who they are that they don't even know that there's a possibility. You show them options. It's like, hey, there's this great job opportunity. You should go for it. They're going to hire you. It's a great pay rate. It, it, it's a challenge and it's beyond where they're, what they're willing to go. But this even explains it even further. It's like, it's not even, it's not even neurologically possible until there's something done. So how do you break that pattern? How do you keep yourself how do you break that pattern from being in that, that place? Like, so how does it start and how do you break it? Yeah. So that is a great question. Yes. And we're going to get into part of that today. Okay, and, and, and some of it will, will also be in an upcoming uh, episode right. that's in the works. So breaking the pattern, the, the first and foremost, um, quality of breaking the pattern is being aware yes. that the pattern exists. Hmm. Actually seeing it and identifying it because we, we don't have the choices that we can't see. Right. If I can't see it, I have no access to it. I don't, I don't even know that it's there. So, so there are ways that, um, 
individually. You know, there are questions that I can, I can ask myself to look at and identify it as well as in relationship with a, a therapist, a coach, a mentor, a spiritual director, someone who can help me navigate uh, and identify the patterns because it's that's that's one of the trickiest things to get at mm-hmm. is is um, it, because it, it usually it it's in this world of the blind spot sure that I, I I can't even recognize that it's there right so it can be helpful even a friend yeah. a lot of times can help point out patterns absolutely just absolutely. just asking hey do you see a pattern a yeah. disempowered pattern going on yeah. in my life and i bet you if you've got someone <laughs> in your world on a regular basis yeah. they'll be able to if you're open to it yeah you know, That's they could the thing right there being yeah. open to the the constructive criticism you're going to receive yeah exactly because it it may be surprising right and that's the whole point when it's in your blind spot it's going to be surprising sure because it wasn't already on your radar. Right, right. Yeah. It's something new to you. So you're going to be like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. It might be kind of gross for you to accept. Yeah. yeah. So so here are some questions on sure. the on the individual level that can start to you know, help you identify. Okay. Uh, so one of the questions is really just to look at um, what are the disempowered patterns that I see? Like what continues to happen uh, in my intimate relationships, business relationships, in my health, mm-hmm. you know, that leaves me feeling stuck, okay. leaves me feeling helpless or frustrated. Hmm. Okay. And, and you can begin to, to just take note of that or, you know, start to do just just observe it again without without any kind of judgment around it, that it's good or bad or shouldn't be there. That non-judgment is very important. Very, very much important. Yes. Um Another question is, what is it in me? Now, this is like big girl britches time, okay? Oh, put your big girl britches on. <laughs> what, what is it in me uh-huh. that aligns or allows for this dynamic to be there? Oh my goodness, you're in my field? That is a very difficult question to ask because we are told not to shame victims. And it's not victim shaming because we've had this conversation Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. it's a matter of accountability Mm -hmm. versus victim shaming. If you're not willing to claim this, you can't fix it. And I think a lot of times people are stirred away from realizing truth because you don't want them to feel bad, but it's uncomfortable, like you said. Yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. So yeah, talk more about that's awesome. Yeah. So what is it in me yes. that aligns with this? Another way to, to ask that is what about this feels familiar? Right. Did I have experiences early on on a regular basis or like a significant event in my life where this same, not when did this happen before, right. but when did I experience a situation that left me feeling this same way? Right. The, the disempowered, stuck, you know, helpless. I can't, you know, I can't do anything here about it. So it's, it's really being able to identify where does the familiarity come from? Mm-hmm. Um, now, more big, big girl britches. Big girl britches time. Okay. <laughs> because so you can identify it, right? And but what if you keep getting drawn into it anyway? All right. I know this is an issue and I keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is the upside to this pattern? Hmm. I don't like it. It hurts me. Uh, it's giving me the life I don't want to have. But what is the upside to it? Because people don't keep doing things that don't have some sort of benefit. 
But I would think that it would be the familiarity of the pattern that keeps you yeah. doing it, not so much the benefit that you get from doing the pattern. So. Well, well the, the, the familiarity can be one of the benefits. Okay. Okay. Uh, another one might be, cause, cause this, this is true. Like, who would I be without this? Ah, uh, it might be something you identify yourself, like you self identify with. This yeah. Thing. Yeah. Huh. That's who, interesting. Or, 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 so it's, so sometimes the benefit is in avoiding the discomfort. Okay. Avoiding the fear. Yeah. Uh, you know, what would my family think if all of a sudden I was successful rather than every business I attempt, you That's know, weird. tanking? <laughs> what would my family think if I was successful and it's, awesome? It, <laughs> yeah. But there are and people that actually struggle with that. Which uh -huh. It sounds weird to us, but. So, yeah. So the disempowered pattern, it always has an upside to it. Okay. So just being willing, again, without judgment, being able to ask that of yourself. What? In, What's the benefit in this? What's the upside? That, that's big girl. That's big time, big girl panties. Because that's mm -hmm. hard to actually to say mm -hmm. that about yourself. It's like, what am I, what am I running from that could possibly be positive for me? And that doesn't even make sense. Right. So. Right. Okay. And if you're willing to look, yeah, you are going to find something incredibly useful if you're okay. willing to look. All right. Are we willing to look? <laughs> I'm willing to look. We'll look together. So. Another question. It's huh. the flip side of that. Sure. What is this pattern costing me? Okay. And if nothing changes, what's going to happen? Yeah. And am I willing to pay that price with my life? Most people, if they identify it's a pattern and it's negative, then they want to change it. But are they willing to do the work to change it? Mm -hmm. uh, are they willing to actually make take the steps to make that something that they no longer do anymore? Uh, that's habits. So we're going to so, talk about habits right. at some point because I yeah. think that you're talking about habits that are involved in patterns. Well, and, and that really does, it's what it comes down to is that when you really identify the cost, sure. what is this really costing me at the level of the quality of my life and, and, uh, and my future? Yeah. Am I willing to pay that price? Most people don't get present to the cost. Right. Because again, it's, it's uncomfortable. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to look at how this is actually costing me, right. but, if I do that, again, it can give me, it gives me choice sure. in the matter. Now I get to choose. And, and that's actually really important here. Awareness, you, you don't, you don't have choice without awareness. Sure. Awareness makes the choice possible. And I still get to do the choosing. Okay. So you have the power and the control in the situation as well to make the right choice. Right. Okay. Yeah. So awareness in and of itself isn't enough. It's a starting point. It's, okay. it's essential as the starting point, but I still have a choice to make. Yeah. So that's hard too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, we are getting to the bottom of our time together on, here. These, We're going to have to wrap are up. Too short, Becky. These conversations are a little bit too heavy to. Well, not heavy, but they're good. And we need to have more time. Yeah, well, and we will. Can we talk to so, somebody about it more? So we're, we will have an upcoming episode that'll, yes. that will explore more of the uh, tools, modalities, methodologies that can be really useful in uh, establishing new patterns, breaking old patterns, and can help you know in that process. So we'll definitely cover that awesome. in a future show. This yeah. is going to be great. Thanks, Becky. Okay, this thanks, Courtney. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>